you're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about the swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle, from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. And welcome. I'm C, crazy female Australian Sheila and believer of all things love, balance and sexy times. And this is Dee. I'll be doing my best to keep the dad jokes to a minimum, which is probably going to be highly unlikely. Along with that, I'll keep C in check where I can. Did I mention I'm a pilot? We'll be your podcast host for today, so sit back and enjoy the sweet, sweet melodies. Merry Christmas, everyone. We have decorations up now. That means it's Christmas officially. The Christmas tree is shiny and glowy. It is shiny, glowy, and uh, almost makes for some sort of like epileptic fit sometimes when the lights go crazy. Yeah, it's kind of explosive. <laughs> kind of explosive. And we have our light up pineapple next to it, though, which is kind of cool. That adds a little bit of... Actually, we also have a pineapple uh, Christmas ornament that somebody gave us at Desire. Given to us at Desire, and it was lovely, the people who gave it to us. Yes. And thank you. Thank you. It yeah. made it to the tree. And speaking of Desire, that's what today's podcast is going to be about. Um, we're only going to release one podcast about our recent Desire trip. We don't want to bore you all with like kind of like a day by day. We've done that, you know, in 2016 and again in 2017. So this one's going to be a little bit different of a Desire kind of recap, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you tell me. <laughs> so in the middle, we're going to actually share the recording that we did at Desire. So we did this recording with, uh, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Jones from We Got a Thing podcast. And we're going to share that. Uh, we talk about uh, barriers. We talk about judgments in the lifestyle. It's kind of fun little chatter. A little bit emotional too, actually. We had some listeners come up and share their story, which was really, really cool. Yes, it was. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, so we just got back from our big trips. We've been actually to New York, we've been to Cuba, we've been to Mexico, we got back, we went straight to Bangkok, we just gotten back from Vietnam and Cambodia, we're now home, it's Christmas, the tree is up. The tree is definitely up. <laughs> I totally agree with the last statement, it was a statement of fact. <laughs> so, D, your week at Desire, we're not doing a blow by blow, but like, share with me, what did you think of the week? Okay, so... The week started out pretty average, I suppose, given that we arrived and we uh, you, you weren't feeling very well. You were quite sick when we arrived. I thought you were going to take the piss out of the hotel choice the night before again. Missed opportunity there, buddy. I thought you were really going to get one last stab in with that shitty hotel. Well, given I don't remember a lot about Desire now because it was like two months ago. It feels <laughs> like two months ago. It's like six weeks back now. It was four weeks ago dude i don't remember much about desire normally what happens in these sorts of you know in in podcasts in general is she does like a little mini plan and she sort of you know does some lead-in conversation and then i come in with some interesting tidbits along the way this time around though it appears that i'm leading and she's doing the interesting tidbits so brace yourself for some really really weird shit arrived the day before we stayed in a hotel that um, I rode around on cockroaches for the evening just for a bit of fun. Um, Did you have little saddles and little like reins? The, um, the, a little bit in their mouth? The outside area where beside the pool, you know, where you can just relax and enjoy the, the beautiful scenery um, happened to be burnt down, the, I don't know, say a couple of weeks before. So there were still black marks all over the, well, anything wood. The whole hey, you like a bit of charcoal around your pizza crust. I was just assuming you like it around yeah. your hotels yeah. too. So the hotel was, um, I'm going to say a little bit shit. I'm also going to say that I regularly have to reach into C's tight little purse slash arsehole and pry out some money 
you know, because I think... Because that's where I store it. This hotel <laughs> we stayed at, I think, cost about $3 a night. It was um, like 60 bucks, man. It was the worst $60 hotel I've ever stayed at. <laughs> Bar none. The upside is, though, when we went out for a drink, finally, the guys who were at the... Uh, who, who were out at the bar doing the the the, uh, the waiting on our tables when C walked away unfortunately they had music playing in the background behind them in the kitchen and they proceeded to talk about her tits out loud really quite loud for the first 10 minutes of me sitting there so it was a fantastic place I really uh, really enjoyed it I um, I mean see you can put a link to this in the Are you know like review it on like TripAdvisor and stuff oh no fuck I wouldn't waste my time <laughs> just a total waste of time to even do that so good news is though we were supposed to actually get the transfer so with the package we selected uh we got free airport transfers but because we're already there we could just get them from the local hotel which was i don't know 10 minutes down the road which we had to bring forward from like two o'clock in the afternoon right because some for some craziness she decided that we'd we'd stay at this shithole until Two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> no, it was about noon, and then and then I thought this is this is no good. So we we left that hotel at about nine in the morning. So we arrived at Desire like super duper early, which was good, right? Uh, we arrived on the phone party Saturday, which is always fun. I, I phone parties on Friday. No Saturday. Yeah. The phone party is probably the highlight of my week. Actually, I have to say one of the highlights. Um, I love the phone party. I don't know what it is, but it's like bubbles, r- rain, it's bubbles, man. and it's then bubbles for adults. Have you right, seen? that's have what you happens. Seen kids with bubbles. That's what I'm saying. Is their fucking mind? They're running around like adults, just kind of revert yeah. back to like being being carefree. It's fucking awesome, and everybody just kind of gets in a party vibe. Bubbles. We, we did break the uh, so we did have a couple of inflatables in the pool, and one of them is this like bucking bull. Um, thing and you blow it up and you're supposed to get on and see how long you can stand up for unfortunately we broke that in the phone party By we you mean me yeah you broke it fatty i'm actually just curious uh, it appeared that there was only one person who could stay on the bucking ball i maintain your feet were touching the bottom of the pool i was the only person who could stay on the fucking thing everybody else struggled to even get on it once they were on it that was them done a lot of fun yeah well for you guys it was and a lot of people tugging at it and i think that's what broke it in the end is that I just sat there like a rock and there were people around pulling on the on the Which is kinda of what I think then, was the demise of the bull in the water. And then it put a hole in the side of it and that yeah. was it done. That was it done. That was the bull done. Yeah, it didn't last very They're long. They're like sixty or seventy bucks on Amazon too. About ten rides. Yeah. Right? So six bucks a ride. That's about how much you'd pay at a pub. I don't know, they have bulls at a pub. Yeah, they do. The bucking oh, yeah, they feed yeah, they feed them. The leftover oh, beer. Oh, leftover beer. From it, the... like they just feed them from a trough. They didn't know. They just suck it out of the oh. beer mats. They feed the pigs from the trough and then they feed the pigs to the bull. No, that's not what happens at all. Oh, okay. Well, I'm really confused. <laughs> but I did put up a video of our room on Twitter as well. So you can have a look at what the ocean view, like the entry entry rooms look like. So if you wanted to check it out, Desire Pearl Entry Rooms, that's on our Twitter feed. Hey, see, how come you didn't put up a, a like a video of the room we stayed in the night before? Uh, I was too busy enjoying the, oh, no, the ambiance. I think it was the... the uh, the inability for you to extend your arm far enough away from your body because it would have touched the other wall <laughs> in the bedroom. That was the ambiance. I was just overwhelmed by this state of oh, relaxation. You were, over, you were overwhelmed by the guy in the hall who was whistling a fucking horror movie tune. Yeah, at three in the morning. Yeah, Kill Bill. Kill Bill tune. Yeah. Three in the morning. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, yeah, so otherwise a desire pearl like... like just set the stage. For, for the first, uh, at least days. the first few days, given that um, C was broken. 
Yeah. Stupid vagina. Yep, stupid vagina. Vaginas, man. Hard work. And look, that that's, you know, we've spoken about this before, but that's always, you Slam know. I my dick in the door yesterday. Still good. <laughs> that's always a tough one. Elevator. You spend Badoom, 12 months still good. saving, preparing, getting ready for your big holiday, and then, you know, you could possibly get sick. So, I mean, and not just that. You could get the flu, you could get a cold, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's it's shitty. But, uh, so yeah, overall, the week in desire this year. I'm just going to make this about me for a second. Okay, go. Somehow that's different to how it always is, but carry on. Yeah, I'm carrying, I'm carrying. So carrying extra weight, fatty. The, oh, <laughs> those in glass houses, huh? huh? Just to make this about me, to make seasickness about me. So C says to me when we arrive, look, I don't want to ruin your first, you know, your few days. Or we, at this point, we didn't know how long it would be. Right? It no. could have been the week that you were out of action. You're like, please go and you know you can play alone without me and blah. And I'm like, well, I don't think that we're ready for that. For me to play alone. I don't think that we as a couple are ready for that yet. And that put me in a very awkward position because either way I went, I was going to upset you in my mind. Because if I didn't play, then you're like, oh, I'm ruining the holiday. It's it's horrible. And then if I do go and play, it, w- it would have become, oh, my God, you played without me. It's horrible. You know, so I, in my mind, that's your voice in my Thanks, mind. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that. I was yeah. sitting here just, it was a delight. That was, well, your voice in my mind sounds different to you. Apparently, uh, my voice in more, your mind sounds a lot more fucking whiny. Yeah, it's a lot more naggy. A lot yeah. more naggy, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, man. That's awesome. She's, she's a lot more naggy. The, the, the C in my head is a lot more naggy than the regular C. You're being a bit of an ass hat. Well, I gotta you tell should you. be happy about this. I mean, because you, I very rarely hear your naggy voice, so I've, like, made up one. So, yeah, making this about me, it made, it made the first few days quite difficult for me because I felt like I was disappointing you no matter which way I went. And I ended up not playing with anyone alone because I didn't feel that that was (laughs) the safer option was to piss you off shirt short term not long term and uh, um, I think that was a better option or upset you short term rather than long term cool story bro thanks for sharing no problem anytime it's what I'm here for This is what happens when you give me the fucking lead. No, no, this it's is good. deserved. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, look, I mean, fucking Bill Murray. What are you gonna fuck sake? man? Jesus, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Right, you're sick. You're a desire. You're really amped up, and yeah, you 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 feel shitty. Not only that, but um, you know, something to I guess pause on as well is that we were still having dinner with people and we had to do the explanation of hey, we really want to have dinner with you guys, or if they'd invited us out. But we need you guys to know that we can't play. Therefore, if you guys want to cancel and go and try to have connections with somebody else, that's totally cool. Because it's their holiday too, right? So you don't want to really not waste their time, but kind of in that same realm, you want to give them the opportunity to say, hey, we're cool to just have dinner with you and enjoy your company. Or you want to give them the opportunity to say, yeah, cheers, uh, maybe we can do lunch instead, and then at least they've got their evening to try and, again, make connections with somebody else who may turn into a play session. What was really balls is some of the people who we wanted to hang out with and 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 shag, let's say shag, uh, actually left early as well. Like, we had two couples that we wanted to play with that that left yeah so before you you know obviously we're there for the whole seven days and actually yes yeah, so spoiler alert i actually did get better and so some people just come in for a two three four days you know then i stay for the whole week and unfortunately by the time that i was better 
two of the couples that we uh, really enjoy and really would love to have played with had left. So that was a bit of a Debbie Downer. Uh, but otherwise, the, the the trip overall for me, I didn't have as much fun this year as I had last year. And I think that was a combination of things. And we're, we're going to talk about this in future episodes. I've got some really awesome topics to cover. If you do say so yourself. If I do say so myself. Yeah, my oh. topics are amazing. <laughs> I wrote oh, them down no. on a piece of paper and everything. On a piece of paper. <laughs> which I might add, hilariously. Is in the back of my work in, phone. Is put in, to, put in behind the case of your iPhone. Yeah. Which has a notes functionality built into it. Yeah, you liked that, didn't you? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is really quite spectacular. Technology, hey? Yeah, I mean, you know, the ability to write things down or even more crazily, just leave a voice memo. I could do you any of say, those things. Hey, Siri, can could I send do myself a voice an email? Memo? Could upload a file to Dropbox? You Blip, know? Blip, blop. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd pipe in, Siri. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this year for, for me, and I, I think Dee's the same, we didn't have as much fun as we had last year, which was a bit crappy. Um, I think going in, that the mindset going in with me being sick and everything else probably wasn't great. Uh, combine that with the fact that uh, we did have a date the first night that uh, had forgotten about making the date with us. That was a bit shit and it kind of set the scene. And, you know, I, I think that, the first few days for us, I guess, were not where they where they should have been, except for the phone party because I was going fucking nuts. I love that thing. Yeah, you are definitely your inner child. Yeah. Comes out. Yeah. I know. You know how I know that is because during the phone party every year that we've been, I've never seen you. <laughs> you just vanish. <laughs> I do, kind of. Don't like I? Some sort of psycho phone gnome. Yeah. It is true. You are a foam gnome. But otherwise we had, you know, again, the people that were there are always uh, fantastic. You know, I I don't think that I met a person who I uh, didn't enjoy the time with, didn't enjoy conversations with. Again, it's it's so hard with over 70 couples to spend time with uh, everyone or even really spend quality time with the people that you really want to kind of get to know. That was something we, we did better this year I think than last year you know last year we we spent a lot of time talking to a lot of people and we didn't build as much of a um, connection as we, we could have because you spend you know small pockets of time with large amounts of people whereas this year we really tried to spend better quality time with a smaller amount of people yeah first statement yeah and so uh yeah so overall though the people were fantastic i mean the, the week that the parties were good i got sick again midweek um which was a bit shitty but um but this time no not the vagina no this time just I, I don't know what the fuck happened there i think just fr- i think just death. drinking for 14 days straight my body was like yeah nah <laughs> yeah nah i'm not playing anymore yeah yeah no nah, could yeah. be that <laughs> and uh but we did have the biggest uh, orgy we've ever had do you want to share about the the dinner and the orgy d yeah so <laughs> it was the biggest orgy we've ever had uh, I, I can't start with dinner it. start with dinner though that was best so dinner was dinner i mean it was a good night we had a great night the, the dinner got a little bit crazy which kind of fits quite nicely with you know us ah true and if there was anybody in the pearl restaurant that night that we were there with everybody trying to have a nice refined romantic dinner with another couple um sozzy because we were we were we were loud we were boisterous you were loud (laughs) i was sitting there quietly because that's how i roll yeah so dinner there was um what was there how many couples there was 11 11 couples right i think so yeah or 11 people i can't remember one two three four five oh there was Maybe there was 12 people. Yeah, there was about 12 people, I think, around Correct. the table. Yeah. So, big table, and um, but super fun. 
but because it's a big square table, we were trying to work out, well, how do we all kind of interact with each other? Because you can't really talk across each other that well. So how we managed it was uh, similar to something we'd done a few nights earlier in that every dish that was coming out, so we had like the appetizers, the entrees, the mains, the dessert, everybody got up and swapped seats. So that means that you had the opportunity to have two people, so one person either side of you, uh, changing around throughout the entire meal, which was really cool because then you could interact, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was um, it was very cool. Wait staff absolutely despised us because they could never find who it was that was the person was supposed to be eating, you know, the particular meal that they were bringing out. So it was, uh, yeah, it was. And then we headed back to their apartment for, for yeah, the biggest orgy, which was really f- interesting because before we went to dinner, um, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes we have little swinger goals, right, before we go out to an event or, a, or an evening. And before we left, we actually originally were anticipating having dinner with only the one couple. Um, there was some missed communication and that's how it turned into such a big group. But before we left our room, I was saying to Dee, you know, tonight what I really do is I want to connect with this couple over dinner and then ideally I want to, after dinner, go and collect a few more couples, and then go back to their place for a mini orgy. Yes. That was what I wanted, and it came true, but on a significantly larger scale. It was a, um, a very big event with 12 people. Uh, I think it actually increased because, remember, we picked up a couple Excuse on the way me, back yeah, to the room. 14, 14 people. <laughs> there was a couple on the way to the, um, to the event, the theme night, and we were walking down the path, and as we went past them, we're like, hello, come to our room. We're all going back for a bit of fun. Come to the room. The room, room, yeah. It's not our room, yes. yeah. They had a bigger room than you us. You were just randomly inviting people to, to a group event. No, to be fair, though, they were our friends, and we'd spent some you time know, with I know them. They were our friends. It's not like That's they were not, just. It's not what I'm saying. That's a, you're like, ooh, it's somebody else's room. I'm just going to invite our friends along. Just, you know, what if they didn't want our friends there? They did. I knew they did. They really, really did. Yeah. 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 So it was a, yeah, it was a fun evening. It was a very fun evening. It was fun. The, I guess. Now the blow by blow will take us like two hours. So we're not going to dig into that. Not going to dig into that. No. no it's, but uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was, uh, let's just say a whole lot of fun. Yeah. I had a lot of girl time. I had a lot of like lady, lady fun. I think that kind of sums up the majority of your desire event i think yeah i think it actually does yeah you you had a lot more lady time than you did men time yeah that's probably that's probably accurate but yeah so i had, so I had a I lot <laughs> i did have a lot more lady time than men you did time. have a lot more lady time yep, to be fair i think you had sex with every single female in that orgy am i wrong did you have sex with everybody or did you miss one I did have sex with everyone except for my wife, who I then had sex with later in the evening. So, six or seven ladies. Yes. Yes. Wow. Go you. Really can just slap that thing in a door, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, you can. It's um. Because if I had six or seven cocks, that would be that would be. You'd be broken for a I'd month. Be broken for a month. Even more broken than you were broken three days, two days before that. Mm, that's yep. true. No, no. Um, definitely. Definitely a good night f- for for me. Um, very many lovely ladies, um, all of which I'm desperately pleased to have been allowed to spend quality time with. Mm, absolutely, so much yeah. fun, so much fun. Yeah. And then otherwise, the the week was just it kind of goes right. Um, we had some fun in the hot tub. We kind of watched a very funny silhouette Austin Powers sex orgy that was going on by the by the hot tub one night which was hilarious yeah yeah well that was um that the, was the same group yes it was 
Yeah, that was the same group, which was interesting to be on the outside of it looking in. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today. We are talking about uh, barriers, perceptions, judgment. Some of those words are going to have certain meanings for you, and they might trigger something in you, but you'll be surprised at probably how we're going to adapt today's conversation and what those words mean to you, hopefully by the end of the conversation. But first, we are all sitting in the disco at Desire Pearl, November 2018, uh, we have a cast of visitors today, so this is going to be a, hopefully an interactive session. Um, please feel free to, uh, if you don't want, if you want to contribute and you don't want this to be recorded, um, you know, just raise your hand and, and we'll, we'll make sure that we edit that part out because it's organized and she'll remember who does and doesn't want to be recorded. Like that um, name drop that just occurred just then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's he one. Made a mistake. <laughs> he made a mistake. Oh, Mr. Jones is not perfect. <laughs> now that that's out of the way. Or what you can do is just say into the microphone, I don't want this on the podcast. And we'll be sure to take it off. Alrighty. So I guess, you know, let me first ask, uh, I'll ask Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones, if I said to you the word barrier, what would your response be to that? My first response is a fear. What fear do I have that is holding me back from trying something new or learning something new about myself? So I think fear is that word for me. Okay. And if I was to say to you, Mr. Jones, what do you think about judgment? What would you say? I wanted to answer the other question. Oh, hey, Mr. Jones, <laughs> if I said to you, what do you think about barriers? What would be your answer? I think the first thing that comes to mind is something that is preventing me from doing something and I and we oftentimes I think go to the other people or the other person or the situation and what I think about is barriers that I have within me that don't allow me to understand something so that I perceive that to be a barrier in my mind um, and so we all come from different places from different points on the globe you were raised by people and influenced by those around us whether it's teachers or pastors or um, others that influence us and so understanding and questioning you know how that's created you or, or made you think and understanding that if you break that down a little bit then the these perceived barriers um, a lot of them originate from within us. So that's what I hope that people will want to talk about. But I think in today's society, um, you know, Mr. Jones was talking about, you know, parents and pastors and teachers, et cetera. But in today's society currently, I think a lot of it is the media. Society is creating barriers because there's, there's just a lot of black and white in our society right now. And, there, and there's a lot of judgment. And, you know, and then I, I think that when I use the word fear, maybe that's it, is I want to fit into society. So, I, you know, that, that judgment that comes from the external forces in my life um, creates a barrier for me as well. So I'm going to ask you all a question, and I'm using my Americanisms as well, y'all. Um, who in this room's felt judged outside of this, uh, outside of this resort? I mean, who's, who's felt, I mean, I think most people in this room, certainly I have as well, 
But the interesting thing is, I'm honest enough to ask myself a question and say, when have I judged somebody else? And I think if I ask you the same question, everyone would be a little more shy about putting their hands up, right? Because you, nobody wants to feel like they've judged others, but we all have, right? I mean, we are born, we're born with a pre-wired pre, pre ability to judge. I mean, it's part of how we survived before we got to the, the style of humans that we are now, but it's still in there. I mean, when you see somebody who looks female, you immediately assume they're female. When you see somebody who looks male, you may immediately assume they're male. That's a judgment, you know? Um, and whether it's a judgment that's correct or not, it is, that's what it is. And we're, we're wired that way. One of the glorious things I've found about this lifestyle and certainly this group, and there's still some judgment in here. I mean, we all still have our, uh, our own little quirk, twerks, queeks, and I don't know what word I'm going for, but I've been drinking this morning. Um, the, there's, um, you know, we all try not to judge. I think the biggest thing for me is the learning that when I do feel like I'm going to judge somebody, I need to stop and address that myself and say, why am I doing this? What's causing me to do this? Is it society, pastor, you know, what's the training that I've had to this point that I need to try and unlearn to not judge people and it's hard and we all get it wrong and I will continue to get it wrong and I regularly cock it up and uh, I regularly get addressed by some of the people in this room when I do it thank you Bradford <laughs> so so it is it's an interesting thing to deal with on a daily basis but I wanted to ask myself that question because I wanted to answer it and um but I'm interested in <laughs> and that's that's actually so me but I'm interested in in if anyone else got anything that they'd like to share around that, I mean, not, maybe not on the when you've been judged. I mean, certainly that's part of it. But when have you done something or had to self-correct? When have you had to kick yourself in the ass and say, what you're thinking right now, maybe what you're thinking, and you can't say that it's right or wrong. It's just what you're thinking. And how do you address that? And I saw a hand over here from uh, my favorite tool. Sorry. Really interesting topic for me to discuss and think about because... Um, Dee's absolutely right. Judgment occurs subconsciously all the time. Uh, and as much as it's important to try and recognise when that occurs, I think it's probably equally important to dig even a little deeper and try and figure out where our blind spots are because that's where we don't understand where we're judging. We think we're behaving in a normal and perfectly acceptable way and uh, we're just not aware of the, the subconscious judgments that we make. So... Uh, a great topic for discussion, and thanks, guys. There was just a little sploosh on Kate's part when he said blind spots. That yeah, was, that was Both brilliant. Was like, good was brilliant. word, good word, and also wow, sploosh. Um, so we sent out a little note, uh, and for everybody listening at home, if we do decide to put this up, it's uh, bdsmtest.org. And some of you might have thought, why the hell are we asking you to jump online and do this test? And I'm going to talk a little bit about something that happened uh, recently while I was taking this test. I was sitting there and some of these questions had, they evoked a response in me. And I didn't like the response that I had. I was going through this list and it was asking me on a scale of, you know, zero to 10 or et cetera, et cetera, how do you feel? It was really enjoyable to watch the responses because I could see, uh, I was sitting across from C at the time and I could see when she got to something that made her skin crawl a little, you know, you'd see her go, ooh, and then I'd see the self-assessment and like, why am I going, ooh, it was... <laughs> Yeah, it's really true. So as you're going through, some of the questions in that test might make you go, yeah, I'm really, I'm really not into that. 
but the difference is I'm really not into that and somebody else is and that's cool? Or why do people like that? And that's the judgment and the barriers that we're talking about today. So some of you have taken that test and we might maybe talk a little bit about uh, the response that, that you had whilst taking it. Um, but just to bring that back into the topic of conversation about barriers, those potential uh, issues that I had while I was reviewing these questions and my reaction of like, why would somebody, why am I, no, I'm not interested in that, you know, that's disgusting or whatever, could be a potential barrier for myself to actually possibly enjoy whatever that was that the question was asking me as well. So some of those preconceived notions, as the Joneses said about, you know, growing up, you know, I mean, I don't know if anybody in this room's uh, parents were swingers, but mine weren't, and they didn't teach me anything about this, so... You know, you kind of got to learn as you go along. And so you do have to sometimes see that, understand what's causing that, self-correct. But could that be a barrier to your own pleasure and enjoyment? Absolutely. Over uh, lunch yesterday, Wee Wee had a very famous quote. And he said, oh, I can't believe that C and D are like pissing all over each other. And I can't believe that's going on. But hey, honey, can you go to the cupboard and can you get that dildo and shove it in my ass real hard? And whilst you're there, can you grab a ball gag? And we thought, yeah, exactly. You know, your kink's not my kink, but I got to respect that kink and also delve, d dig a little bit deeper and kind of understand it. Uh, or maybe to get some participation, think of uh, before you came to this resort, either this time or the first time, um, just reliving that through your mind. What were some things that y you just, before you even had a chance to think about it, were popping into your head about why I can't do this or why I shouldn't do this or what I'm going to have to experience while I'm there and these, these ideas and these fears that, that we have, um, and maybe that would be a good place to start with a conversation. Has anyone anything they'd like to offer in terms of what, what was one of the biggest fears coming along here that in terms of the, let's say the, the perversity of the place? I mean, that's, uh, I know it's a, tough word to swallow but it, it is it's a step step out of a lot of people's comfort zones to come even to a place like this or even to get naked in front of people I mean yeah that there's is there anyone here that would like to offer that and I, and I think we've just dragged somebody out of the crowd without their consent at all <laughs> and there's a C in the crowd right now who was looking at me and he was like holy hell is she pointing at me <laughs> so when um Jen and I were um looking at coming to the, to the resort. So when we were talking about coming here, um, you know, we'd looked on the website, we had seen people that had come here before, and you know, we were a little nervous. We're not, um, we're not perfect, we're not, you know, 20 anymore, we're They're not, um, we're not, <laughs> thank you. Um, we're, we're just not those things. So we were a little nervous, and, and we don't do a lot of, you know, we don't go places. This is our first vacation in like seven years, so. We were nervous about getting naked. We were nervous about, you know, we're, we can talk to people, but it's our first time just talking naked, I guess. That was what we were really nervous about. And, um, you know, there was a lot of fear in that. And we, we talked about it and we talked about it and we beat it up for a long time. And I think we finally just decided, you know, fuck it. Um, yeah. We're getting naked. And if nobody likes it, don't look. I don't care. But, um, you know, that fear was real for us. But that's like Mrs. Jones had said and Mr. Jones, everybody, it's, it was society. It was the way we were brought up. You know, we're old. So the picture perfect people were in all the magazines and that's what we, you know, we were supposed to aspire to. But then we realized that our, what we should aspire to is our personalities and we shouldn't worry about everything else. So we just had a lot of fear, but I think we've done a good job. We've overcome it. We've, you know, 
we've put ourselves out there and we're having a great time. This is a fantastic place and we can't wait to come back. So, and, and I think one of the mistakes that we make as I'm looking at your beautiful wife in the back, my first reaction might be, oh my gosh, you don't have anything to worry about. And in a way, even though I'm trying to be polite, that's really not helpful because we all have those insecurities. And so to be able to just own it and, and stand up and say that, you know, good, good for you guys. Yeah, I think too, too often we might say to somebody, we might dismiss it, you yeah. know. I mean, you were just talking about the fact that you kind of overcame that fear. I mean, that's a much bigger conversation. And a lot of the time people are like, ah, just be confident. You'll be right. Sure, okay. Just ask somebody to go to bed with you. You'll be right. Well, it takes some time to get there. I mean, you can't, yeah, so to your point, you can't just dismiss things. As much as you want to be supportive and say, you got nothing to worry about. You're really uh, attractive. You're intelligent. You're witty. You've got a beautiful smile, and I, I respect you, but... You know, sometimes that's, that's not enough. All right, did anybody in this room take that test and want to come? I want to ask some questions about how you felt about taking the test. And I want your actual, your, your results. What she's saying is, is there anyone here who came to vacation and not have to worry about anything, do some homework that was assigned to you by some podcaster last <laughs> night during your vacation? Anybody at all? Not a single person. <laughs> Have sex, take the test. Have sex, take the test. Hmm. <laughs> while, while you're thinking about it, um, I'll share one that our, our friends who are in the room, and I'm not going to make eye contact with them, um, brought up with us. And it was a fear that we had, uh, a barrier we had when we st first started trying to understand the lifestyle and come to a place like this. And that is... When, when my, as a husband, I, my fear was that every time some couple came up to talk to us, the guy wanted to have sex with my wife. Every time, and that's where I couldn't help my mind, that's where I always went, and it shut me down. It didn't allow me to open up and talk to other people. And so understanding that the more that you interact with people and the more social that you are, the more that you realize there's more to this than that, and you always have the right at any point in time to bow out and exit. But we, we were, I had that fear that everyone that was going to talk to us, that's what the, you know, their, their motive was. And it, uh, as Ben was saying, and I can use his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are things that we have to experience. Standing up here and talking about the answers to these questions does you no good. Uh, because you have to actually step out and experience these things and meet other people and practice this before you start to understand, number one, how to handle it, and number two, what it is about me that's getting in the way of understanding or maybe not making assumptions and, and creating these barriers that really they only exist. I'm the one that created that. I put that in my mind. All right, I'll share a story then. So recently... Um D is wanting to arrange uh, an all-male orgy for my birthday, right? And the f yeah, I know. And the first time, <laughs> the hands are now going up around the room. The first time that he told me this, I <laughs> I freaked out, right? I freaked out for a number of reasons. Personally, I was like, oh gosh, everyone's going to be looking at me. I'm going to be naked, my body shape, whatever. Second thing was a performance problem like god how can i actually entertain these people and i was saying to him like how many cocks are we talking about we talk about three we talk about five we talk about six gosh what is that and then the next thing was i don't even know these people you know we're talking about a one night stand all male orgy and then me 
You know, so the next thing was, well... I'll be there. Well, he'll be there. Uh, the next thing was, you know, like, really, what, you know, who, who are these people as well? And how am I going to connect with them so quickly that I can move instantly into just having sex with these people? Um, you know, for us, we're, we're very much into the social aspect as well as the playtime. So that was a concern for me. But last year, 12 months ago, one of our friends had an all-male orgy. And, yeah, at the time, I was like, that's a bit slutty. You know, that's a lot. Like, she, she was talking about 10 guys and her, and I'm like, God, well, one, I was pretty impressed with her ability to, you know, do that <laughs> without breaking the cookie. But um, the next thing I was, yeah, I was thinking that's, that's really slutty. And then I started thinking about the one that Dee wants to arrange, and I was equally concerned about my sluttiness. He's talking five guys, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if that, does that define me? Does that change who I am as a person? If I do that, am I going to be this quote-unquote bad person, this person where society or my, my parents, my mom, might think, you know, hey, that's, that's, that's not my daughter or that's not that person that's, you know, the right person in society. And so I was judging myself as well. So we're currently going through that because my birthday is fast. It's coming. It's in January. And uh, I'm stressed about it even now. So, you know, we're working through it, but I got some things I'm worried about. So that, but that is an internal judgment that I'm trying to work through. It's a barrier because it could be a lot of fun. And a lot of the ladies, oh, not a lot, but a couple of the ladies here actually have done this. And I've been talking to them. They're like, it's great fun. Just let it happen. Just kind of let yourself have that enjoyment. But to do that is, is easier said than done. Um, yeah, we're happy to talk about how we felt taking the test and some of the results if you guys Feel want us to. to. Yourself. Oh, okay, yes. So I'm Angela. And I'm Bradford. And we'll do the shameless podcast plug from By the By Podcast. <laughs> um, when we took the test, honestly, <laughs> uh, thank you, C. Uh, when we took the test, uh, Honestly, my first thought was, holy cow, there's a lot of things on here that I want to do that I hadn't even thought about doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, it was like a Wikipedia of great ideas. Yeah, and I think for me, it was more interesting, um, the results afterwards, because I look at my results and a lot of mine that apparently things that I'm really into, many of which I knew, but they're super high, like 90 plus percent, actually 96 plus percent. And then it, there's this huge jump then down to 63%. So it's like I'm really into it or I'm not at all. But then I'm thinking, why am I not into those things and do I need to try them more? And this was something I was challenged on last week is, you know, have you done this blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, no, I don't really enjoy it. But maybe it was the experience and the person I did it with and maybe I need to revisit that. And so I'm looking at some of these things and seeing that huge gap between like the high numbers and the low numbers and there's not a lot in the middle and maybe I need to give some of those things a, a more of a chance and, and just see if maybe there's a different way. So I have a, a just on that, I have a, a small rule around food. And this is, sounds a little abstract, I know. But um, so for any of you in this room who've, we've spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia now, and durian is a fruit that is eaten in Southeast Asia, which... I have some in my bag. It's disgusting. If anyone wants to come and try it, come see me. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's one of these fruits. It's like Vegemite, but in our household. You either love it or hate it, right? Um, and uh, I, I, had this, I have this kind of pseudo rule that, that if I try something in the first time, I don't like it. I assume that, it, the, that the, this particular food was either off or not prepared well, or something. I make that assumption first. Now, just a heads up, I've tried durian four times and it's sucked every time. So, so maybe that's not for me. But, um, and I think, 
I, I think that's a reasonable rationale as well for some of the stuff that we do because certainly, I, I can speak certainly for us, the first time we tried anal sex, it was not a good experience for at least one of us. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did it hurt you that bad? Yeah, it did. Uh, uh, I still walk like a cowboy. Um, and, I'm sure, and I'm sure the first time we try pegging, it'll be a, not a great experience for at least one of us as well. So <laughs> She just has to get the right strap on. It'll yeah. be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> so, um, so I think, and now, I mean, it's something we enjoy. We both enjoy. Um, it's certainly not something, you know, again, like during, and we may not feast on it every time it's in front of us, but it's something that we'll enjoy. Okay, one second. Um, it's something that we'll, we'd, we'd enjoy every now and again. And I think that's a rationale I'm trying to push across into, into the lifestyle as well. Because certainly there's a whole lot of things I've tried uh, along my life. Some of them I've absolutely hated and I've thought I'll never go back to that. And since doing that again, since being with C and in this lifestyle, I'm like, well, actually, I really, this is now really a thing for me. I really enjoy it. So sorry to cut you guys off, but I just thought that's something I try to apply to make things interesting. I have a strap on room 68. Just saying. I uh, have three and a lot of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> you win. So uh, just to add one more thing to what you said. So I think it's important. Angela and I both consider ourselves trisexuals. So before we say we don't like something, we will try it two, three times because I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that's really important. I think another important thing is that a lot of us, you guys, I think, sort of touched on it is don't yuck someone's yum. If it's not your thing, that's fine. But don't persecute or, or shut up or put up walls or put up barriers or shame someone due to their to their likes and I think we all tend to do that you, like like you said see you see something and you instantly have a, a physical reaction to it and I think that's okay to have that physical reaction but if you recognize that physical reaction and then say okay it's not my thing but it's your thing and I'm not going to shame you for it one of the things that you know you just mentioned Angela about this jump from 96% to 60% um, without taking a test how how do we begin to understand that there are things out there that we might be interested in if our bias is just not to be interested in them? And a really personal example of this is recently I've had, uh, now consent was an issue, so setting that aside, I've had men during play express an interest in me. And um, Mrs. Jones and I talked about that, and she said, I said, I don't, am I, am I like sending a vibe? Am I, and what, what did you, do you remember what you told me? Well, I mean, Mr. Jones is just naturally curious. He, he likes to understand people's perspectives. Obviously we have our own thing, um, but we find Says other people. Right so on uh, your uh, shirt there. Hello. Yeah. Hence the name of our podcast, but, but we find other people's things fascinating and we've learned over the past five years of being in the lifestyle not to judge and to learn and and to appreciate other people's perspectives because it's fascinating how all of us are wired so differently. Yeah, so then what I, what I began to do is reflect back and say, why do I have a reaction to that particular thing? Again, besides the communication and the consent, 
um, why do I have this kind of reaction? And thinking back and look, I'm a middle-aged white guy in the United States of America. And, and came, what came with that was all of the things in middle school, in the locker room, and in Sunday school, and all of these things that I've been programmed by my friends, my other guy friends. And to be able to stop and reflect on that and understand that and set that aside and then doesn't mean um, that I'm going to want to do that. What it means is it's gotten me to a place where I understand that my score is a 60 or a 50 on that and uh, asking, that again, identifying the barriers that might be there in my life so that I can assess it straightforwardly without getting some sort of a physical negative reaction to something. And so that's something that I've just recently had to start thinking about. And then I have to think, well, what am I doing to either make that better or worse for other people? I mean, I feel like I have a responsibility, you know, as a podcaster to be honest and open with people and, and to, to say and be vulnerable sometimes and say, this is what I struggle with. Because I think that particular topic in and of itself um, needs a lot more airtime from people who, who maybe like me, who you wouldn't think have an interest or want to talk about it that way it becomes a conversation point for others, not necessarily in this environment where you have to have come up and have a microphone, but hopefully it gives other people permission to go through that same process, whatever it is that you might be encounter, what, what, what barrier or something that you might encounter in the lifestyle that you don't understand. So that, uh, to me, that's, that describes the difference between judgment and assessment, right? So... Judgment is something that we do without necessarily thinking too deeply about it. Without, it, it's a guttural reaction. It feels instinctive. Uh, where assessment, something a little more considered and taken a little more time for and, and thought about a little more deeply. On that, given you've come up with the BDSM test, which I'm going to need to put my little thumbprint on there. On that, given you've done this first time round, I don't know whether you did this the very first time round this time or whether you've done it before, but I'm curious as to if you did it again, do you think the results would be different because you remove that guttural response? Absolutely. And and you actually now have had some time to think about it and give a real, your actual thoughts rather than just the, I suppose, this spiteful, vindictive thing that comes to the front of the... I mean, it's a, it's, it's part. Of, I mean, I, I, I liken it to a fight or flight sort of scenario when something scares you, no matter what it is, whether it's visual or, or text. When it scares you, your response is a similar thing to a fight or flight. You either want to attack it, or you want to get the hell away from it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there, there are things, there were questions in that test that, that I think um, I would answer the same, no matter how many times I took the test. But there are certainly some answers in there that I gave that I think would probably shift a little, given a little more time to think about it. Well, one of the questions was, do you want to be involved in C's gangbang? And I'm... Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's an all caps yes. <laughs> Let's not make this awkward for anybody at the table. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. This is, um, this is a really interesting... Were you um, surprised by the results? I haven't gotten to look too carefully at the results i didn't realize that there was this uh section at the bottom of the at the bottom of the page here 
Yeah, no, that's... The four, four or five I've seen already, it's not really a surprise that the non-monogamy yeah. part rates fairly highly. I mean, we've got a 100%, 98%, 96%. Mine was 99. Hers is 98 as well. So, you know, we're, we're, I, th- I get the feeling we might be in a non-monogamous kind of scenario here, right? But some of the other things that pop up at the, the bottom was what I found really interesting. I don't know about you. No, the bo- just the bottom, like the one percenters and stuff like that. Like uh, I saw, yeah, yeah. like are you a, uh, sat- for you, we have something in coincidence, which is that Satis was at the bottom of my list as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, uh, just straight off the bat, the idea of the idea of inflicting any kind of pain on someone is kind of, I think, ooh, I don't know how, I, I don't think I could. Ever been involved in anal sex? As it happens, yes. But but you're talking about something that's the difference is unintentional versus intentional, and where consent's involved, you think, well, okay, if someone wanted a little pinch or a slap on the ass, then I'm pretty happy to accommodate that. So where is the line? Where's my line? Where's where where could it move to? So all of these questions are, um, you know, the answer you give today may well be different to tomorrow and a question on the way you answered the questions because the way i answered them when i when i do it i'm thinking about me with my wife that's kind of how i answered the questions right i mean i I think it's a reflex it's it's the person you care about possibly most in the world depending on the relationship you're in again the person you care about most in the world might be the, uh, the first person who pops to mind so for me the idea of needle play me doing that to see is not something that that I'm interested in at all because all I see then is myself inflicting harm on someone that I actually really care about but it depends again once again on your relationship because uh, and and on the, those personal boundaries uh, and it's completely conceivable that um, with a partner other than my my wife my most frequent partner uh, a different response might be evoked from me when asked to do something, try something, uh, and uh, and to loop back to the barrier topic, uh, a barrier is something that's that I feel is in between something that we want or are interested in, and where we are right now. Okay, so um, I think it's um, I think it's important to note that barriers can either be worn down or broken through or just knocked over or you know, can just vanish depending on circumstances. Thank you for sharing, by the way. I've got a question for you guys. <clears throat> Pardon me, sorry, apologies. Um, as, so as podcasters, and, uh, you know, I'm slightly in that game myself. So uh, my question, and this is, this is a really fascinating conversation for me, especially around the, being a podcaster. So, and I've written some notes, sort of, you know, typed them down because I'm nerdy like that. So as podcasters, and, and I think... Uh, Mr. Jones has touched on a list on this a little bit. Do you feel you have a responsibility to help educate and help people um, in terms of understanding those judgments in particular and help pushing past them? And do you, do you see yourselves as, as something of ambassadors to help them sort of think about their boundaries and how to cross that? And how, do, how does that make you feel? Um, for, for us, I guess the, the main thing is maybe that we're not we're not necessarily responsible. I wouldn't say that because, of course, what we do is just we talk about our own circumstances. So we're not, this is not something that we're trained in. You know, we are by no means professional. So 
what I do recommend or what I think that we should do is, is practice what we preach in by that we open ourselves up, as Mr. Jones says. You know, we, we show our vulnerabilities. We show the, the real side of what happens in our relationship, what happens to ourselves, um, the discussions that we're having, and then hopefully that opens up discussions for other people to have so they don't feel so alone. I think that's probably the, the crux of what we can hope to achieve by no means could we, you know, professionally say, go and try this or do this or have this conversation, but definitely by, by us sharing our own thoughts, stories, opinions, hurt, um, you know, fights that can happen too, you know, at least then people go, okay, th- you know, these conversations are real and yes, they can have that reaction in your partner, but you can also see the other side of it, you know. Um, Dee and I recently uh, did a podcast about playing separately and we did that we did that live that was unpracticed and so on that one you can see Sorry, it's hilarious that you think people think any of our podcasts are practiced <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's not a thing but but you can see the the reaction and and it's not always it's not always you know sunshine and rainbows and and there were some conversations in there where we were the occasional unicorn miscommunicating with each other see what i do there just rolls off i just don't even pay attention to him anymore um you know and and and, but but it's important to have them and i think that's that's the takeaway that that we can hope to achieve i I think that's a good question and and it's a double-edged sword and i and i'm sure you guys have experienced this but we get emails and and initially we began to understand that we sometimes okay i sometimes sound halfway intelligent mrs jones is intelligent all the time but there's this idea that we have all the answers and because we're in your ears that what we say has some authority. And with that, um, there, as Spider-Man says, you know, it comes that responsibility. A- and so we try to come at it from the point of uh, vulnerability and what we've experienced ourselves. Like for exa- uh, example, STIs. I'm not a doctor, and so my fear is that I'm going to say something that is slightly inaccurate and somebody is going to take that as gospel and make a decision uh, based on something that I say. However, when I have an experience in the lifestyle and I can share that experience and what it meant to us and what it means to our relationship, then people can take that and internalize it and, and discuss it um, you know, as, a, as a couple to know what that means for them. And so when it, some of these topics that we're really not experts on, we're looking for opportunities to bring in people who are professionals and credentialed and to, ha- to have those questions uh, answered? Well, I think that we don't have the answers. We have the questions. And if we can throw the questions out there, it's your responsibility to, to work through those questions and answer them as a couple and, and find the answers that fit you. And, and what I love about this room right now, we have five couples in here that host Lifestyle Podcasts representing four countries and the two couples in the same country were from very opposite, you know, different areas of the country. So we all bring different perspectives to the table. So when you put all of us together, I think we're all asking questions that, you know, some of those questions are going to resonate with you. Some of you are going to think those people are nuts. But hopefully we're entertaining while we're being nuts. You know, but, but that's the thing is that we're all different. We're all wired different and we all have different motivations. And, and the conversation is about discovering what motivates each of us individually and as a couple. For us, the barrier has changed over the years. Uh, we entered lifestyle. I remember I was just looking at profiles and looking at just pictures and saying, yeah or not. Nah. Uh, so uh, 
uh, when when we enter the lifestyle, the, be- uh, the beauty uh, the beauty of the how, how beautiful the couple looks has changed over the ten years we've been in lifestyle. And initially, it was just a physical picture and uh, just physical. And now it's be- to a point where we like to know how long they've been together, how how stable their relationship is, and all of that. And it's a total package. It's over the years, the the definition of beauty has changed for us. The initially the barrier was bu- uh, beauty. I mean, it, that alone took a while for us to get over it. So, um, what kept us from entering lifestyle was cultural barriers. So we're talk. I'm gonna. I want to share some stories about the you know the barriers that I've come across after overcoming that. Um, the barrier was I always thought you know um, is it my physique. Or is it my face? Because I'm a very literal person. And I kind of started to think, you know what? In the six or seven years that we've been in lifestyle, I've yet to be approached by a couple. And are these, you know, is, is that the bear that's keeping them from, you know, approaching me? And so then I started thinking, we started attending these, uh, you know, GUC, it stands for the Girls Uncorked, or the Gamers Greed. And then, you know, I started realizing it, it gave me so much confidence. And I came out of the, you know, my comfort zone and say, you know what, I'm not going to shy away from asking a couple out, you know, for dinner or, you know, at, if nothing happens, no expectations. I still enjoyed having conversation, you know, with like-minded people. The barrier that I came across, the life, what lifestyle taught me is to be confident and to not shy away from asking couples. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I still have this beautiful man next to me. So, um, so that's what, you know, my takeaway from this, you know, the lifestyle is, you know, to not shy away and... You know, like what Mrs. Jones said, you know, there is a lot of black and white in the society. So all of those factors, I, I never felt confidence until six or seven years into lifestyle. And, you know, the last three years, two years, our girls are, you know, we're empty nesters now. And, you know, it's come to a point where I, we meet a couple and, you know, invite them to our house now. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, that's the way it's gotten. I think to, you know, all the podcasters to, to give us that, that confidence and that, you know, uh, no expectations uh, kind of thoughts to, to enjoy uh, 110% uh, being in lifestyle. So maybe some of you might feel, gosh, she is way too friendly. <laughs> 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 so, and over the years, <laughs> over the years, like he said, the definition of beauty has changed. So it took him so long to figure out what I am attracted to. So what I am attracted to is not the face, the, you know, the personality uh, of the other couple, how long they've been together, not necessarily married how long they've been together, how long, you know, the way they talk to each other, the the love that expresses in their conversation is what attracts me. And it took me so long to find that out and figure that out, you know, for for both of us. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. 
I, the same thought when, when we first got into this, and I thought, who, what kind of man is Mrs. Jones going to be attracted to? And it was based on physical this one. features. And then I thought, how could she you know, ever be attracted to a guy that's, that has no hair, um, you know, that's goofy, you know, and maybe not her type. And then, but really, an, an Australian accent overcomes a lot of, of the... <laughs> <laughs> I stuck up here. <laughs> um, we're first timers, and not we're not new to lifestyle, and we're not new to kink. Um, so this test is something that we were familiar with from a couple of years ago, and we are curious to take it again because I'm sure our percentages will be quite different now. Um, but in thinking about my reaction to some of these questions. Um, where I have had the most discomfort and even coming here and being more open and vulnerable because I'm very introverted and shy, being in my own head, the most painful place, <laughs> being able to work through that and discomfort is growth. That's the, basically what it is for me. Getting past the most uncomfortable moment and getting through it and going, oh, wow, okay, I learned something there, and I grew from that, and I'm different now because of that. So those, the, the questions that make you the most uncomfortable might be places to explore inside of yourself to figure out where, hey, where can I grow from that. I, might, I, I, I may need to... I'm, I'm going to have to quote Mr. Jones here, and it makes me feel dirty, but um, you never learn anything inside your comfort zone. You never learn anything about yourself inside your comfort zone or your relationship for that matter. You know, you have to extend and, and that extension may not necessarily be this life that we've chosen, but it may be rock climbing. It may be, you know, jumping out of aircraft. Uh, just a word of advice though. Don't get up and move to Singapore and be only on one salary for 12 months because that shit will rock the foundation of your relationship. Just or, FYI. Or one might say cement the foundation of your relationship because rocks are pretty sturdy, just like my relationship with Mrs. Jones. <laughs> I think uh, I'd like to kind of piggyback on what our new friend said that when she came up. I was sitting next to her at the disco last night and it was a... Uh, it was a striptease night, and there was a super sexy entertainment staff guy that, that brought some ladies up on stage, and he kind of danced with them and played with them. And I was sitting next to her, way too close to the front of the stage. And I, the whole time I was like, oh my God, if he brings me up, I'm going to die. Oh, just don't even, like, and Mr. Jones afterwards, he was like, honey, you looked at your feet the whole time. There was no way he was going to invite you on stage. And when my new sweet friend got drug up on the stage last night, completely out of her comfort zone, I was like, thank God, better her than me. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that, but I'm so glad you got to experience growth last night. And I knew, I could tell it was uncomfortable for you, but I also knew that, that you were growing and that you had a good time. It may have had something to do with you pushing her up on the stage. <laughs> I sacrifice you. <laughs> because you were so um, honest with sharing what you just shared, I want to give you something. So can you come back up here for me real quick? I have a butt plug here. I don't know why it is. I don't know why it is we keep bringing butt plugs to desire. I don't know what it is about this. But this is actually, um, it is a, a funny butt plug. It is a Bitcoin butt plug that we have, which is slightly nerdy. So the problem is when we bought this, it was a $45,000 butt plug. And now it's worth about 15 cents, right? So 
So, uh, yeah, enjoy it um, or not. So, yes, thank you for being so, so honest and, and sharing that with us. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it is out of comfort zones and that's the, that's the key sometimes to it as well. So, thank you. So, Funny uh, how you can look at a person and say, you've had a butt plug before, haven't you? It's in your ass. You're throwing it over to me, right? <laughs> Uh, so maybe as we start to wind up so we can get back out at the pool, uh, is there's a few days left here for most of us, so maybe it's a good time to do some homework. Um, challenge yourselves. Understand what you've observed here, um, how you've progressed this week or not. Um, there, there's time left to step out of that boat or out, out of that comfort zone and ask someone to dinner or an initiate a conversation or whatever that's going to be. Open a conversation with somebody who may have an experience that, that you're interested in or you just want to learn about. Um, so please take ad advantage of that and we'd love to hear from you afterwards um, to, to let us know how that went. So take advantage of we really took, we take these experiences for granted sometimes and then when we get home we think, oh my gosh if I would have only, or I was so close to doing this. Um, so those of you who are here with your, your partners in here, your accountability partners, you know, maybe pushing someone up on stage. I wouldn't have done that to you, honey, but <laughs> there are some lines that, that, yeah, that I don't cross. But yeah, keep that in mind as you, as you uh, experience the rest of your, your time here. Yeah, absolutely. One of my regrets last year was that I wasn't more outgoing and telling people what I wanted. And I got home and it's a long way to come and it is time consuming and it is reasonably priced. So, but I got home and I was like, you know what, that was such a missed opportunity and I just felt so upset at myself. So I just want uh, somebody here, is there anyone going to the hot tub this afternoon that wants to push some boundaries and meet more people this afternoon? Is there anybody in the crowd that wants to achieve that in the hot tub? Mr. C, can you come up here and get that liqueur 43 bottle from Mrs. Jones? I am tasking you with handing that out to people this afternoon. We'll get it cold for you, and you can hand that out over shots, LaCour 43 in the hot tub this afternoon. And for everybody else in this room, can you please do me a favor and support him in coming up and getting a shot glass from him, introducing yourself, <laughs> and having a conversation. Thank you very much. I just want to add something that I think we all need to remember in this room, and it's something that I'm constantly reminding myself of, is that anything that you try... If you don't like it, that's absolutely fine. Fundamentally, the next morning when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're still going to be the same person, provided it's not murder. Don't do murder. But, <laughs> but you can try something and push yourself and get out of your comfort zone like these four lovely people have been saying and listen to that and, and, and find something that makes you a bit uncomfortable because you never know. The stuff that is the most uncomfortable is the stuff that you might like the most. And I'd just like to, to point out one final thing, and that is that... In my, not too broad, but in, in my experience in a lifestyle in about seven or eight years, I don't think I've ever experienced an environment that's like this, that, that provides such a safe space to test your boundaries a little bit, to tippy-toe up to the edge of where you think you're comfortable, and then stick a toe over. See how it feels. Put a foot across the line and try something and new. we're back to anal. <laughs> so, so as a, a, a as a final comment from me on today's um, on today's podcast, thank you so much to all of you and the other podcast crews that are here. Um, we are so very appreciative of you facilitating this kind of environment. It it makes it worth outlaying and spending the resources that it takes 
the time that it takes the the um it, it's just a beautiful thing so thank you so very much all of you well it's definitely our pleasure and i think the, i think the last step to take it that that final step from what bradford just said so well is you know you're going to be the same person the next morning when you try something new um, maybe that was an experience that you were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I waited umpty ump years to try that or, or whatever. Or maybe it's like, wow, that, that wasn't what I thought it would be. If I do it again, I might do it differently or maybe I don't want to try it again. No matter how it turns out, remember to forgive yourself. If you try something that wasn't really, didn't go like you thought it would or maybe it didn't have the outcome that you were hoping for, forgive yourself and forgive your partner because we're, we're here to learn new things about ourselves. And sometimes you kind of have to back up and reassess. You're in these high pressure, unfamiliar situations. And sometimes you're going to react um, in a way that you don't anticipate ahead of time. So we talked about this at our, at our ladies uh, event yesterday morning when we had the 45 lady daisy chain with honey and pillow fights and feathers and, <laughs> and the orgy with some mimosas thrown in for good luck. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we really just talked, but that's what the guys think. Um, oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. I guess Mr. Jones, I'll edit that out. The, the, the offset to the ladies' daisy chain was a sausage party in the pool with all the dudes just standing around. Yeah. But just remember, we're here. We're in very, you know, unfamiliar territory. I mean, I think this is probably like our ninth or tenth time here. We still get ourselves into uncharted territory. So if, you, if you're yellow bracelet people, meaning you're the fresh meat newbie people, it doesn't... It, it's not like you're going to have the perfect formula worked out by the end of the week. We're all learning and growing, and that's the beauty of the lifestyle. We have these, conti these continual opportunities to explore. Great. I think that was fantastic conversation, and really thank you, everybody, for coming along today. I know we've been sitting here for the past five minutes thanking each other, so I'll keep this one brief, but really, um, you know, whilst... Our friend over there who flew, I think, 37 hours to get here. Um, you know, it really, it is the people. It's, it's not necessarily that the place. It's the people that, that make the week. So, thank you. And I think we're about to wrap it up. D, anything else? Uh, just, I'm pretty sure somebody in the room wants to hear you say cock. Cock. <laughs> thank you all. <laughs>